Joe Biden keeps bending the knee to our enemies. We finally need to talk about this Joe Rogan thing because it's not going away. And I got a feeling it's only going to get worse. And Joe Biden feels that taking away our freedoms will end crime. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. You know, one of the things I learned a long time ago, and I can't remember where I heard this before, but always draw your future in pencil, never in pen. And the reason is because you're going to change, you're going to have to change, you're going to have to grow. And I'm beginning to realize this right now with this podcast. So one of the things I'm probably going to do is there is so much news this weekend that I had to skip three stories and do it for a podcast tomorrow. And there's lots of news out there that, you know, is not really news, but probably we should mention and talk about a little bit that I don't need to spend a half hour on. And that's what we're going to do now. So tomorrow I'm going to have a podcast. It's going to be a shorter podcast. It might only be one thing. Matter of fact, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be only about one thing. China and the Olympics. That is turning into a crap show as we speak. China is really showing themselves. The media is trying to hide it and everything, but it's not working. Because there are other outlets that are actually showing what's going on. And the other problem is... Um, the Chinese government is doing it on their own. That's going to be a great podcast. I hate China. We're going to, we're going to sit there and keep talking about China. So today we're going to do a regular podcast. Might be a little longer. Um, very little longer. I, 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 because I cut, I cut stories out, but we'll talk about those stories tomorrow or throughout the week. Uh, there really hasn't been any news that's any different. Hey, by the way, yeah, Ukraine and Russia still a mess. Ukraine and Russia are not going to go to war this week or next week. It'll be at the most three weeks from now. It's it's going to be after the Chinese Olympics. And we'll talk, again, we'll bring that up tomorrow. So let's get straight to it. Um, in another weak move that is meant to push Iran back into this nuclear deal that Biden really wants for some reason probably because he's being told what to do by Barack Obama, um, they've decided to allow, they've decided to kill the restriction on commercial nuclear production, which is awesome. So according to Reuters, let, let, let's let's read what Reuters has said because they've got, Reuters is no right-wing outlet, by the way. According to Reuters, President Joe Biden's administration on Friday restored sanction sanctions waivers to Iran to allow international nuclear cooperation projects as indirect Iranian talks on reviving the 2015 international nuclear deal with, uh, with Tehran enters the final stretch. Now, I do want to point out that Iran probably already has a nuclear weapon. So I'm not exactly sure what is the work with getting back into this nuclear deal when they've been violating all of the uh, uh, the deal, all of the negotiations with the nuclear deal. I mean, one of the things they would say is, "Oh, we won't create a nuclear weapon." Well, now we know they they probably have by now. We can't prove it, but. The reality is the timelines, what they've been producing. Israel knows what they're doing, by the way. 
we already know they've created a nuclear weapon. We're pretty sure it's it's already happened. And they can't launch it from a missile or anything like that. It would be considered more of a dirty weapon. But they've already done it. So, whatever. The news report continues. The waivers had allowed Russian, Chinese, and European companies to carry out non-proliferation work to effectively make it harder for Iranian nuclear sites to be used for weapons development. Yeah, yeah, Russian, Chinese... And German is what they mean by European, are not doing that. They didn't care. They're trying to make money. They're trying to get influence into the region. So that's not happening. The waivers were rescinded by it by the United States in 2019 and 2020 under former President Donald Trump, who pulled out of the nuclear agreement. Now, Secretary of State Blinken, this is a big problem. This is a huge problem. Now, not only is Iran able to use their technology to create a nuclear weapon and push their nuclear agenda, now they can have China, Germany, um, Russia go in there and help them with it. That's why Trump stopped that. So Antony Blinken had to send a report to Congress, and this is what he said. Quote, The waiver with respect to these activities is designed to facilitate the discussions that would help to close the deal on mutual return to full implementation of the JCPOA and lay groundwork for Iran's return to the nuclear uh, a return to performance of his JCPOA commitments. Now, I, I do want to point out something here. Um, there are certain countries, there are no discussions. There's no deal to be had. Iran is one of those countries. Iran wants to use a nuclear missile. They want to use nuclear weapons to destroy Israel, wipe them off the face of the earth. These guys, they, death to the United States. I mean, they at the Capitol... They have a staircase. This is how much hate they have. They have a staircase with an American flag on it. And the idea is their people can walk on that staircase, walk on that flag to show their disrespect for America. There is no negotiation with these people. But for some reason, President Obama and President Biden have thought that, okay, we can bring them into the world order. They don't like the world order. China doesn't like the world order. Russia doesn't like the world order. The world order is we do what they say. The West does what they want. So this is crap right off the bat. There's no, there is no diplomacy here. Continuing with what uh, Blinken said, it is also designed to serve U.S. non-proliferation and nuclear safety interests and constrain Iran's nuclear activities. Too late. They've already got a weapon. They probably had a weapon since October. I, I'm sorry, I do believe they have a weapon right now. It is being issued as a matter of policy discretion with these objectives in mind and not pursuant to a commitment or as part of a quid pro quo. Okay, so yeah, it can't be a quid pro quo. In other words, we're going to do something for you and you need to do something for us. It can't be that. And what he's basically saying is, the United States is doing this because we'd like you to do to join the world order. 
But we're not expecting you to join the world order. It's all, you've got all the leverage. You can do whatever you want. And we'll just ask you to stop later. Again, the United States is bowing down to our enemies. And by the way, they just let our allies like Taiwan, Hong Kong, they let them flounder. Australia, New Zealand, they just let them flounder. They don't care. It's weakness. It's nothing but weakness. That's what the Biden administration is all about. They need to bend the knee to Russia, bend the knee to China. Oh, we'll talk about China in that Olympics tomorrow. I think the Biden administration should be embarrassed by what's happening in China. And bow down to Iran. Iran, who has openly said they want to kill us, they want to destroy Israel. Oh, that's the other country that that Biden is, is letting float in the wind is Israel. Israel has terrorist states to the south, terrorist states to the north, terrorist states within. And yet Biden doesn't seem to really give a damn. So we'll have to see what's going to happen here. Uh, uh, Republicans need to ball up here and start pushing things. And I think that the president in 2024, which will be a Republican, he's going to end up with some with uh, carpal tunnel syndrome because he's going to be writing probably about 600 executive orders to stop all this crap from happening. But anyway... So I've been avoiding this because I just don't care about cancel culture anymore. Uh, But this, I've been, I I look at Twitter and this story has been going on now for, uh, it's, it's in its third week. So it's about Joe, the Joe Rogan problem. Um, Again, you might remember two weeks ago, Neil Young pulled his music. Well, he didn't really pull his music. He said, I, I don't want my music on Spotify because Joe Rogan is spreading COVID disinformation and I don't want my music, like anyone listens to Neil Young. He's like 78 years old. His music, the last album he had that was any good was in the 80s. Maybe the 80s, probably the 70s. I don't even know what Neil Young has done recently to to give you a good idea of what Neil Young's music is like. But here's the problem. They continue to get, the left continues to get in the way and continues to try to destroy Joe Rogan. And it's not really working. So the big issue, and I I talked about this last week a little bit, is that uh, Joe Rogan had a guy named Dr. Robert Young. This is a man who helped develop the mRNA vaccine vaccines. This is the same vaccine they're using for COVID. And by the way, the mRNA, one of the things that was considered misinformation is that, or disinformation, I don't know what they're calling it, is that the mRNA vaccines are not 100% and here's why. And he looks at the mRNA statistics, Malone does, and he says, yeah, they don't appear to be very effective. So you can get one, but if you're young, if you're 19 years old and you're healthy, you probably don't need it because the COVID vaccine, the COVID uh, virus itself 
is just not that dangerous. Now, this became a big deal, and Joe Rogan did issue an apology, sort of. He said he was sorry to all those who were offended. Now, that's a good point. He said, I'm sorry to all those who are offended, but that doesn't change what I said. He also said he'd do better in future podcasts. In a few minutes, we're going to talk about why I think that's that's a dangerous quote. I wish he wouldn't have said that. I'm sure what he means by this, since no one really pointed out what Malone said was wrong, other than he went against the left once, and the left wants this pandemic to continue, he basically was catering to the left. He was apologizing to the left. Not a good thing, shouldn't have. After Young pulled his music, David Crosby and Joni Mitchell joined in to pull their music. Again, who cares? Joni Mitchell, uh, David Crosby, I, he's got a couple good songs I like, but I don't have them in my playlist. Joni Mitchell, she had maybe four songs that were any good. Um, I can only think, think of Taxi, Taxi Driver, which was one song, the only song I really liked. So, Whatever. Well, I do think it's funny that we've got these drugged out hippies that are telling us what we should listen to and are promoting censorship. Because I remember in the old days, they used to not do that, but they are today. But there were also many who supported Rogan, a ton who supported Rogan. One of them was Dwayne Johnson, better known as The Rock. Here's what's good about the left and cancel culture. We learn a lot about what people are like. Because a lot of these people put on a facade. We learn about an individual's character. Because the left will pressure an individual that goes against them until we see what that individual is about. And here's the thing. Everyone has skeletons in their their closets. Everyone does. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, Joe Rogan, hell. Mother Teresa has crap in her closet. His skeletons in her closet. It will be found. The question is, what are you going to do about it when it is found? Well, guess what? They did find something on Dwayne Johnson. And he folded like a cheap suit. He looks like he has absolutely no character and absolutely no courage. He withdrew his support from Joe Rogan. We know about... I thought we knew about this man's character. I really didn't. We'll talk about that in just a second. But anyway, what was his sin? Because he's got to have something... He did a rather funny Chinese impression during one of his um, his WWE wrestling bouts. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't terribly funny. It didn't stick out, and it happened like eight years ago. I don't think it was enough to piss on his ethics. Nothing that anyone honestly would think twice about because everyone has done that before. He didn't mean it. 
it was words on a script. He probably didn't even write it. But he apologized for it. And he just ruined his reputation. Because the left blackmailed him with that little video clip that he did probably on a Wednesday night in freaking Georgia or something. And I think he probably ruined what people think of him, even from his most devout fans. Now, I like Dwayne Johnson. I thought he was a good actor. I thought he was funny. He's a Republican, though I don't think he's a conservative. But like John Cena, he bent the knee. I lost respect for Dwayne Johnson, just like I lost respect for John Cena. And I like John Cena. He has no bravery to face the mob. It's all about his career. It's all about his reputation. It's all about the money. Well, good riddance to Dwayne Johnson. I dropped him on Twitter. I dropped him on on um, on. Uh, I dropped him on Twitter. I dropped him in Facebook. I dropped him on TikTok. I dropped him everywhere because he's just not it. And I, I don't want to hear it. But still, the left couldn't silence Rogan. Rogan did apologize, but his apology was kind of weak. So the left decided to go further. And how did they do that? They went through all of his episodes of his podcasts, and they found what they were looking for. Joe Rogan said the N-word. Now, before we get crazy about Joe Rogan saying the N-word, he never directed the N-word at an individual or a group of individuals. He was quoting someone. He was quoting someone. It wasn't in reference. It didn't show racism. It's kind of like what the left says about Mark Twain and the N-word. Mark Twain wasn't using the N-word because he was a racist. He was using the N-word because, well, A, that was the language of the time, and B, he was telling a story that supposedly it was supposed to reflect the language of the time. That's what that's what uh, Joe Rogan did. One of the guests where he used the N-word, which, by the way, never came out, was a black actor by the name of, I don't know, Jamie Foxx. Again, he gave a quasi-apology. and But he made it very clear. Um, that wasn't the context. He said he was sorry. If anyone was offended, but the reality, no one was. They just want Joe Rogan silenced. They don't want that kind of talk. So this has been going on for two weeks. The left went after Rogan's platform. Spotify, which I'll talk about in a second, kind of caved, but won't completely cave. I guess that has something to do with... Um, spending $125 million on the guy. They did pull 113 episodes from his podcast, anything that could be considered. And by the way, it, this guy has done thousands of podcasts. 113 is not even 10% of what he has out there. And by the way, they'll find more. It won't be enough. The left wants blood. They smell the blood. This is an important lesson on the tactics that the left does if one goes against their agenda. 
The left loves censorship, and this is exactly how it's done by the Chinese. This is exactly how it was done by the Nazis. This is exactly how it was done by the Soviets. Now, we'll get, we'll get to all that later, because I've got more to say about this. Rogan needs to stand tall, not apologize for anything he did in the past. He shouldn't apologize for anything he does today. Spotify, on the other hand, yeah, we'll talk about them in the next section, but they look like they're beginning to fold a little bit. There are far more out there. There are far more out there who like the message that Joe Rogan, se- Rogan sends than do not. I guarantee you, the people who started this, there are like ten of them. Those who scream how offended they are, it's all a lie. They're not offended. They were just looking to get rid of him. They hate Joe Rogan's message, and his message message is strong. So we need to talk about Spotify themselves. They are the ones that are really being attacked. It's not Joe Rogan. They're attacking Spotify so they can get rid of Joe Rogan. The CEO of Spotify is caught between a rock and a hard place. He is making a ton of money off Rogan. He spent a ton of money, over $100 million, to get Rogan. And the company still leans to the left. They are kind of a leftist company. You can tell he's stressed out about this whole thing because he released a letter to all his employees. Now, the letter was rather long. I'm not going to read the whole letter. Um, It says, the, the beginning says, quote, while I strongly condemn what Joe has said, and I agree with his decision to remove past episodes of our platform, I realize some will want more. And I want to make one point very clear. I do not believe that silencing Joe is the answer. We should have clear lines around the content and take action when they are crossed. But canceling voices is a slippery slope. Looking at the issue more broadly, it's critical thinking and open debate that powers the real and necessary progress. This is this was such a weak statement. I can't even tell you. First off, who the frick are you to condemn Joe Rogan? He has been talking like this for 10 years, and now you condemn him? And what are you condemning exactly? And and by the way, don't sign him. And I, I think this is a term that's going to drive me nuts forever, is the term slippery slope. Slippery slope means, well, I could be right, I could be wrong, or I could be both, or I could be neither. Say what you're thinking. Now, this letter was, this was a letter to his employees, by the way, because the employees are so freaking important. Okay, so let, 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 let's get into this. I, first off, Rogan has never said anything controversial. Nothing to be condemned. His use of the N-word, within context, was not racist. Not even a question. No one is ever insulted by it. By the way, I think Mark Twain, when he used the N-word in his books, I don't think those were meant right. Mark Twain was an abolitionist. I've gotten into an argument with friends about this. You should read Mark Twain. He's a very important writer. He's a great writer. And because he used words of the time does not make him a racist or a racist. By the way, here's something wild and crazy. I don't hear any boycotts of Cardi B, 
who says the N-word probably 70 times in any in all of her three-minute videos. No, one, no one's asking her to be banned. Here's the thing with the N-word. If you guys don't want to use the N-word, make get rid of the N-word and make it that no one could use the N-word. I They won't do that. And the reason is because it will kill the rap in, industry because that's all they use is the N-word in the rap industry. But if one can't say it because of his race, the other can't say it because of her race. That is how it should be. So blacks can't use the N-word, 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 but if a, a white guy quotes somebody who used the N-word or the guy explains that this word is bad, yeah, no, that's not a thing. Get rid of the N-word or don't get rid of the N-word. One of the two. So the other thing is Joe Rogan really didn't say anything controversial about the China virus. Everything he said was through experience, which means he took ivermectin, he took a Z-pack, he took all of the stuff that his doctor said. That was controversial because it wasn't the the vaccine, which he refuses to take. Because let's face it, the vaccine, and I'm pro-vaccine, I've got the vaccine. I also got COVID. The vaccine is an experimental vaccine. So it is not 100% foolproof. But he had, yes, he had Dr. Robert Malone on that doesn't like the vaccine, even though he was one who discovered the mRNA virus, the mRNA vaccines. But he said, yeah, they don't work. This is coming from a doctor, a virologist. A guy who's done far more than, let's say, Anthony Fauci. But he also had Dr. Sanjay Gupta on his show, the medical correspondent for CNN, who disagreed with Dr. Mo Dr. Robert Malone. By the way, um, Rogan made Gupta look like a child over CNN's ivermectin coverage. A child. The other problem I see is from the CEO himself. By the way, that was that was all something that the uh, CEO um, Els, what's his name here? Els uh, made. This was all his comments. One of the th some of the things he was concerned about. Uh, let's let's go into something else. Um. A CEO's job is tenuous enough without him or her having his or her uh, decisions being questioned by employees or him or her needing to justify those decisions. Let's face it, not many CEOs last more than five years in their jobs. That's why they're paid so much. That's why I don't have a problem with a CEO making however millions he can make. Because the reality is he's not going to have that job very long. Employees don't get that. Um, so my question is, why don't you just ignore your employees? I would tell these employees, oh, you don't like the opinion? They should be able to give their opinions, free speech. But fine. Now go do your job and cash your paychecks that I sign. And that's it. Stop ignoring, stop listening to employees or taking 
what employees because they have nothing they have no skin in the game. I don't give a damn. You don't like the job, quit. There, there's no one is stopping you. We are not an abs we are not a totalitarian society. You do not have to be here. Quit. Quit. Go find another job. And have some other CEO who's gonna piss you off sign your paychecks. It's insane. I would never think twice about telling my C- No, you were wrong about this. I thought my CEO in my last three or four jobs were bad. But this guy is just saying, no, Joe Rogan's going to stay on. And he's got to explain it to his employees? Yeah, maybe you got to question where your employees are and how, much, how hard they're going to work for you. Now, t- let's make it clear. Joe Rogan doesn't need Spotify. He can go somewhere else and he will take his 12 million listeners with him. In fact, other companies that promote free speech smell blood in the water at Spotify. And they would love to get a hold of the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Rumble is a video platform that I that pushes free speech. Any video I push up to Rumble, you will not see my videos on YouTube. That's because several of them have been banned. And I I I have like 30 viewers. And if YouTube thinks it's really important to ban my videos, uh, I, I, I don't want to deal with them. So I put all my videos on Rumble. I have yet to have any problem. The Rumble CEO, Chris Pavlovsky, sent a letter to Joe Rogan and posted the letter on Twitter. He said he would pay Joe Rogan $100 million for a four-year deal. And it's no joke. This is, this is part of the letter. Dear Joe, we stand with you. Your guests and your legion of fans in desire for real conversation. So we'd like to offer you 100 million reasons to make the world a better place. How about you bring all your shows to Rumble, both old and new, with no censorship, for 100 million bucks over four years. This is our chance to save the world, and yes, this is totally legit. This is fantastic. This is how conservatives are going to get through cancel culture and the left. Just come up with our own industries. We see it already. Daily Wire does it. OAN, Newsmax, Fox News. There's a reason those are the most popular newscasts. There's a reason CNN is losing to Stephen Crowder, louder with Crowder on Blaze TV during elections. No one wants to listen to him. It's crap. Because the reality is, most normal people are the majority. Leftists make up a very small minority. And I would say a minority that makes up probably less than 10% of the population. So before before we go anywhere, let's be clear. I'm going to have to skip the last story simply because there's just too much here and I'm already over. But here's the thing. There's a lot to the Joe Rogan story, a lot more to the Joe Rogan story than I initially thought. And I kind of let this whole thing go probably shouldn't have, but I let it go because it wasn't much of a story. It wasn't much different than any cancel culture. I brought brought it up, but it's been going now two weeks. So I just want, there are a few things to take from this story. Uh, probably have four things we should take from this story. First, this isn't over. You're going to see that Joe Rogan is going to have said things 
that were sexist. There were things that he probably said that were homophobic. There are things that he probably said that were transphobic. And I guarantee you within this week, within a week, those things are going to come out too. They're going to have they're going to have sound bites of him saying things that were bad. I mean, he's a comedian for Christ's sake. He does say things that are not politically correct, and they're going to try and use it against him. Again, that's going to be stuff that's a year, ten years old, five years, ten years old, but it doesn't make any difference. This is not going to end. Him apologizing did not help anything. He needs to sit back and say, you know what? If you didn't like it, don't listen. I mean, seriously, what's wrong with that? If you don't, you know who says, this, Andrew Dice Clay, I remember, basically said that. Listen, you don't like my comedy, don't listen to my comedy. His comedy was nothing compared to what is being uh, cursed today. Another thing to take away from this, none of of the stuff that people claim is offensive are actually offended. And I bet a dollar, there are maybe 10, 15 people, maybe 10 people that are actually offended. This stuff that they're talking about that's so offensive has been around forever. It, I, Joe Rogan has done thousands and thousands of podcasts. Now they're bringing this stuff up? What took them so long? There seriously needs to be a statute of limitations for making a joke and when you can get offended. Because I'm sorry, after 10 years, this is not the time to say, I'm offended. And there are companies of people, there are companies that hire people just to do this. Media Matters is an example. They're just looking to get pissed off about something. The other thing that really I feel sorry for Joe Rogan is I don't think he's used to this. I don't think he apologized because he realized that, you know, oh, I really did something wrong. I don't believe that. And I don't think he's used to being attacked. And so he's not really sure how to handle it. And so he just apologizes. Even though his apologies were basically, I'm sorry if you got offended. He wasn't apologizing to me. I'm not offended by his podcast. I'm not offended by his comedy specials. Okay, I'm not offended by anybody's comedy or anything like that. They can say what they want. I just won't listen to them if I don't like them. No one has ever accused this guy of being a racist except for the last couple of weeks. He does have a lot of other things he worries about, which is something he's another reason he's not used to all of the attacks. He's got his he's got the UFC which hires him. He's got a stand-up routine. He's got his podcast. He's got to be concerned about his guests. Do our guests going to want to come on his show now because of this BS controversy? And he's got to worry about his reputation. You know what I'd like to see Joe Rogan do? Invite Neil Young to a show to discuss his opinions. Actually sit there and tell Neil Young, you know what? I, I don't buy anything that you're saying. Why don't you come on my show? Just like he did with Sanjay Gupta of CNN. That didn't work out well for Sanjay Gupta when he went on the Joe Rogan experience. And then Joe Rogan started ripping him about why CNN was calling him, uh, uh, was uh, saying that he was taking horse dewormer when he had COVID. I'd like to see if someone, if he, if he goes out there and says, why don't you come to my podcast? Let's discuss it. What would happen? I think that would be great and make it very public. Make sure everyone knows, oh, well, Neil Young's got a big enough mouth to say something, but then when he's 
put in his when he's put in his place by Joe Rogan himself, he won't come on. I'd like to hear what Neil Young's got to say. One of the things I'm really afraid of with Joe Rogan is self-censoring. What happens sometimes you get upset by all this and you continue your show, you don't cancel your show. Then you start self-censoring yourself. You start watching about what you watching what you say. This is one of the great things about the Joe Rogan show. It's because he doesn't watch what he says. He just says what comes to his head. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's not funny. Sometimes it's insulting. Sometimes it's something I don't buy. But the fact is, he, he just says what comes to his head. And I'm afraid one day he's going to stop doing this. And the final takeaway is that this just shows the left destroys everything it touches. They hate our architecture. I mean, this was something that they still complain about. They say that, oh, there's too much Greco-Roman architecture in Washington, D.C. We got to make something a little less flashy. The FBI building, for example, is an example of architecture that was leftist in design. And it looks like it looks like just a big box. It's crap. Whereas the White House, the Capitol building, the the monuments they have over there are all based on Greco-Roman uh, architecture and they're beautiful. They don't like that. They don't like beauty. They hate comedy. They hate entertainment. They hate beauty. They want to make this the most impotent, shallow society as they possibly can. They attack Dave Chappelle, who's funnier as hell. They destroy beautiful statues and for no particular reason half the time. Why would you tear down a statue of Abraham Lincoln or a statue of uh, um, Frederick Douglass or a statue of uh, uh, George Washington? Why would you do that? They destroy fairy tales and, and Dr. Seuss. When was the last time you saw a good movie from, from mainstream Hollywood? The left just destroys. That's all they do. That's all they know how to do. Well, I'm not for it. And I say, we need to fight it. And Joe Rogan, who's not a conservative, he needs to fight it and ignore what they say. Okay, um, so visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Again, I, I, I wanted to talk about gun control and what Joe Biden said last week, but we'll, we'll push it till tomorrow. I hope you have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>